We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 43 for October 26, 2020. And our feature topic this week is ranking the original Magic Kingdom attractions from 1971. Mm -hmm. So we think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we are looking at attractions that were open on original day, of course, um, and that are still open today. So that's what we're looking at. But, of course, before we get into that, we've got some cheddar from the big cheese to go over. So let's start with that. And I'll start us off. Okay, so. Okay. So last Wednesday, which was the 21st, Disney released three promotions for early 2021, up to 35% off of rooms for the dates January 3rd through April 17th, 2021, up to 40% off rooms for annual pass holders for the same dates, and up to 35% off rooms for Florida residents as well. And the difference between the um, regular room offer and the Florida resident offer is that the regular room offer must be booked by March 15th, while the Florida resident promotion can be booked up until April 17th. So that is um, a pretty big savings. And I actually had some clients that travel in those time periods, and I was able to save them like $1,300 total for all of my clients. So oh, it, wasn't, wow. it, it wasn't a small amount of savings by any stretch. So if anyone is interested in looking into that, go ahead and reach out to me on Mike at PixieVacations.com. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And Sophie, why don't you tell us about the second item? I would love to. Disney has released dates for the 2021 Epcot International Festival of Arts that they will be hosting. Those dates are set for January 8th through February 22nd, 2021. There are also sections on color, culinary arts, performing arts, visual arts, and all of those are something that I think you all should go check out if you're there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's neat. It's, um, you know, they have this Festival of the Arts. I don't remember exactly how long they've been doing it, but it's fairly new. And, um, and it seems like a lot of people actually think it's one of the, their favorite festivals that Epcot puts on. So... We've never seen it, but it might be interesting to check out, maybe. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
So yeah. what's next on the chatter? So um, this next bit is not good news. It's COVID news, which is most times not good. Um, and it just seems like the government in California is really playing hardball when it comes to reopening Disneyland, Universal Studios, Hollywood, and the other theme parks in Southern California primarily. Um, and, you know, I know we all have our opinions on whether or not the theme park should reopen in California. And I'm not really going to get into all that. But there's two things that I will say. And this is all speculation, gut, instinct, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. But it feels like there's something personal in the way Governor Newsom has put such harsh restrictions on the theme parks. And really, though, the biggest thing I want to say about it is that the, at the end of the day, the ones that are caught in the middle are the people that work at the theme parks and indirectly the industries that also rely on the theme parks being open for a lot of their business. And the longer that the parks are closed, the more likely there will be that a lot of those smaller businesses won't be able to reopen ever because they just can't get out from underwater. And that's where I feel it is for the people that rely on those jobs, you know, and they don't have them right now. So mm -hmm. that's what really bothers me. However, so, remember that cheddar that I mentioned last week or a couple weeks ago about those people who started the GoFundMe for yeah, the pantry. Exactly. And that's, and that's very helpful. Um, it, it's, it, and that is helpful. It's not quite enough for what the people need though, because they still need income. But, um, but that is, yeah. you're right. Jeffy, that is a, a bright spot on that in an otherwise bad time. Um, mm -hmm. And then also over in Florida, um, over at Disney Springs, there's the um, there's the entertainment facility that was known as the Void, and that's where um, you went into like a VR environment, and you you were immersed into a specific story. And I actually did that and did um, did the Star Wars one that they had, and it was really really cool. Mm -hmm. But um, that's not what I'm talking about on that. Um, unfortunately, though, it looks like the COVID crisis has completely caused the void in Disney Springs to have to close down because the signs were recently taken down for the for the actual building. So it's a shame because that was a cool experience. And um, and I'm glad I was able to experience it. But I wish that other people could experience it and that we could have all gone as a family, you know. I agree. But, you know, it is what it is, so. Yep. And why don't you take the last bit of cheddar we've got? I would love to. Lastly, but most certainly not leastly, if you are a fan of Disney's All-Star Movies Resort, then there is exciting news. The resort will be reopening beginning February 9th, 2021. No reopening dates for the other All-Star Resorts, that is, our all-star music and all-star sports. And still no reopening dates for Port Orleans Resorts, the Riverside and the French Quarter. But this is one step closer to a normal existence, especially for Disney. And as of right now, I would take 
if I were going there, I would take advantage of the fact that you're not sharing your bus stop with the other all-star resorts because yeah. that is something that daddy has let me know about. Yeah. And, um, and all-star movies is a little bit less expensive than staying at a place like pop century or art of animation. So, um, so you might be able to get, um, your vacation in and save a little bit more on your budget by staying at the movies. So, um, that's but, true. You know, it's also you know there's pros and cons everything so um so i'm excited that they're going to be reopening and um and i'm looking forward to my clients that like to to stay at that resort being able to um and then lastly just a reminder that you can connect with us and we have several means that you can do so you can join our facebook group it's on the road with mickey group uh you can also like our facebook page it's called on the road with mickey um, and you can, you know, comment on that as well. Um, we are on YouTube as of course, as on the road with Mickey on YouTube and on Instagram. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us. We're at info at on the road with Mickey.com. And you can even leave us a voicemail. Our voicemail number is 919-799-8390. So reach out to us and leave us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Give us a show topic idea, whatever you want, and we'll get back to you. And, and maybe you're, if you list a, a topic idea, maybe it'll be listed on the show one week, you know? Yeah. So, all right. So that concludes all of our cheddar and all that. So uh, it's time mm -hmm. to turn to our feature topic this week is ranking the Magic Kingdom original attractions. And um, the way we thought of this was we were looking at the uh, Magic Kingdom attractions that were open on October 1, 1971, and are still open to this day. So, Sophie, why don't you take a rundown, give us a rundown of what was open on October 1, 1971. I would love to. There is the Country Bear Jamboree. There's Dumbo. The Hall of Presidents, The Haunted Mansion, It's a Small World, Jungle Cruise, The Mad Tea Party, Peter Pan's Flight, The Prince Charming Regal Carousel, which I think was named the King Arthur Royal Carousel when it was first opened, The Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, The Tomorrowland Speedway, The Walt Disney World Railroad, and Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Yeah. And um, so, you know, thinking about it, that's actually quite a list of attractions that are still open, you know? And, um, and some of them are some really popular attractions. And mm -hmm. so Sophie and I um, have worked on our lists, and we've got a top five list to share, but we also... I also posted a poll in the um, on the road with Mickey group with the same attractions and had people pick their favorite attractions. Um, and then some of them even went into the comments and listed what their rankings were. So, um, so Sophie, why don't you get us started by telling us what your favorite attraction is of that list? I would love 
too. Well, first things first, my favorite attraction is one that I think the Facebook group will agree very highly on, and that is the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, why is it your favorite? Well, I really enjoy it because of all the Easter eggs that you can find in the attraction, and also because... It is one of those few attractions that isn't a roller coaster and that doesn't have a, what's the word, established storyline to it. Like, it's a small world. You're taking a cruise on a boat around the world. Peter Pan, you're flying with Peter Pan. Pirates of the Caribbean, you are helping the pirates to plunder a town. But with the Haunted Mansion, you're not doing any of that. You are trying to figure out the story as you go. Yeah. And basically, the storyline, as you told me, is that you are, this is your funeral, right? I, no. That was one that you were told, um... I remember, see, for the viewers, we were actually having technical difficulties, so this is the second time that we recorded this. What happened was, Daddy asked me, isn't there a, aren't there two, conf- what's the story behind the Haunted Mansion and I told you two accounts about this 1,000th ghost? The first account is that you are the 1,000th ghost, and that you die sometime in the ride, and the end of the ride is all the ghosts inviting you and welcoming you to the haunted mansion. And that goes with you basically falling out of the attic window, trying to escape the bride and the attic. Constance However, there's Hathaway. an. That's correct. Her name is Constance Hatchaway because I am a huge fan of hers. But the other account of the 1000th ghost is that it's actually the hatbox ghost and that is because the hatbox ghost was originally in the ride when it first opened but then he was removed but then he came back and that's why he's considered the 1000th ghost right and we're going to be looking for the hatbox ghost when Mm -hmm. you're there in november definitely I think he was there for the Halloween party. Okay. I don't remember ever seeing the Hatbox Ghost before. So, shame on me. But anyway, so... He can definitely be found in the Disneyland version. Okay. So, Sophie's favorite attraction of our list of originals is the Haunted Mansion. It is Mm -hmm. not my favorite, but it's definitely on my list. And my favorite is... Peter Pan's flight and the reason it's my favorite is because of the way the Imagineers did such a great job with the concept of force perspective so um, when you when you get on your your galleon and you fly off into the sky you fly out of Wendy's bedroom window and um, and you fly off and then you see the city of london below and it's like you are hundreds of feet up in the air um 
and because London looks so tiny. And um, and then it, the, you're flying through the whole the whole ride, and you get to see all the different scenes from the movie, and that's what makes it really cool to me. So, for me, Peter Pan's flight is number one. So. Yep, I understand that one. It's on my. It would be on my list if I were allowed more than five. Right, but anyway. So, uh, moving on, Sophie, what is the second one on your list? My second one is It's a Small World. And why and is I it just, list? I just really like the ride because it's a huge part of my Disney experience when I was a younger kid when we were first going, and it's a huge part of my Disney experience now. And the reason it's such a huge part, I think, is because of the stories that Daddy would tell me of Disney before I was born. He took my mom to Disney once when she was pregnant with me, and they ended up eating their way through the parks, is how Mommy says it, and they couldn't go on the big stressful rides like the roller coasters, no Big Thunder, no Space Mountain, poor mommy. So they went on the slower rides like Peter Pan and It's a Small World. And I think I think they just said that It's a Small World was the best one that they went on. <laughs> so um, for me, It's a Small World is a good ride and... It is on my list, but it's not number two on my list. Mm. Number two on my list is your number one, which is the Haunted Mansion. And the reason it's number two is just because it's such a great ride. Um, and I've got some stories from times before that make it even better because of the memories of it. Um, there is a time when... You and I and Mommy and Stephanie were at the Magic Kingdom together. And you and Stephanie were riding in one Doom buggy. And we were just getting onto our Doom buggies. And Mommy and I were riding in another Doom buggy. And um, you were ahead of us. And we saw a cast member come up to you. <coughs> excuse me. Come up to you. Um, and... She looked in, she came up from behind, and she turned her head, and she turned and looked in at you guys, and it, it, Stephanie said it really freaked her out. <laughs> and I was like, whoa! And you know, if that had happened to me, it would have freaked me out, too. I can tell you right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. that's, that's just one of the memories I have from Automation, and that's why it's number two on my list. So... But, yeah. Sophie, let's move on to our third attraction. What's your third, um, what's third on your list? The third on my list is the Enchanted Tiki Room. And why is it third? Because that one kind of surprises me a little bit. It's It seems like it's off the script mm -hmm. a little bit. I know. I have to say that it's my third just because 
we usually go to the Enchanted Tiki Room in the heat of the day when it's blisteringly hot and everyone's about to collapse because no matter how much water we drink, we just feel like we're going to get a heat stroke or something. So we go in there and it is so nice and refreshing to just sit down for 15 minutes in a cold, dark room and be entertained by a bunch of animatronic birds. Yeah. And there's a lot of animatronic birds. Speaking of water. While you're drinking, let me ask you a question. Um, Mm -hmm. Which version of the Enchanted Tiki Room do you like better? The the original one, which is what they're doing now? Yeah. Like it when, did you like when it was under new management better with Iago and Zazu? I think that that is a question I cannot answer just because I grew up with Iago and Zazu when the Tiki Room was under new management. So I didn't know what it was like before when it originally opened. All I knew was that it had two birds from two of my favorite Disney movies, and they were singing along with all these other birds that I didn't quite know, but that I knew I liked. And then there was, I rem- although it was a little bit scary at one point during the show, when they brought out this giant animatronic that was a tiki goddess, I think, I still enjoy. I still enjoyed the show a lot, and I thought that the mechanics that went into each of the animatronics was amazing. So when it brought back the original show, I was sad to see the show I knew go, but I was also very excited to see what it was like before. So I think I like them both equally. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's a good thing because, you know, it's nice to have memories from one and still like it after they redid it, too. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, like Sophie said, we had some technical difficulties and this is our second recording of it. Um, mm-hmm. But what's interesting is um, Enchanted Tiki Room is not in the top five, but it is ranked sixth. And um, in our group poll. So, so far on the group poll, um, Haunted Mansion is number one. And I wonder how much, if any, um, the fact that we're close to Halloween has anything to do with Haunted Mansion being number one. But it's number one by a good distance. Um, Number two is Peter Pan's Flight. And in a tie for third... Is the Jungle Cruise, which didn't used to be third, and the one that I chose for my third favorite, which is the Walt Disney World Railroad. Um, and as you can see in my background, for those that are watching us on YouTube, um, first of all, thank you for watching us. But you can mm-hmm. see that I have a picture of one of the locomotives from Walt Disney World and it's the Roger Brogy locomotive and um 
and it's one of my favorite pictures. And um, I took that photo while we were waiting for the train to finish um, doing what it needed to before it would leave again. And um, and that was taken over at Mickey's Toontown Fair. So um, so that's one of my favorite pictures. But that is my third choice. And the reason it's my third choice is because I've always liked locomotives and trains in general. And um, and just being able to get on the, the locomotive at Main Street Station and take it all the way around. And you see all the different scenes and you hear the stories and, and all that. It's just really, really cool to me. And so I could probably ride the railroad three or four times in a row and and have no problem just keep going and going and going (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and you know of course right now it's not open because of the tron roller coaster construction but it will reopen at some point and i will enjoy riding it again so fun fact roger brogy actually has a window in main street yeah he does he does. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. Um, he's a Disney legend, you know. Yep. And another. And I actually pulled up the picture of it right now. Do you want to know what it says? Go for it. Brogies, buggies, wagons, surreys, sleighs, and Roger Brogy wheelwright. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we also met Roger Brogy's son. Do you remember that, Sophie? I do believe I do, and I think he shares a birthday with me. I think he does. His name is Michael, and we met him at a show in Raleigh at the convention. And I actually bought his book, and he autographed it for me. And um, And it's a really cool book, so maybe we'll talk about some of our favorite Disney books as a topic one time. Maybe we'll go into that. Um, but anyway, it's a really cool. Um, it was really cool to be able to meet him. And he's um, one of Roger. He's one of Roger Berge's, um children. So so that was mm-hmm. cool to be able to meet him. Um, yeah. But that that wraps up our third choice. So, Sophie, what is your fourth choice? My fourth choice is the Hall of Presidents. Okay. And why is it the and choice? Maybe it's just my bias for Liberty Square, but I am a really big American history nerd at heart. Uh-huh. So I adore everything about Liberty Square. It's actually my favorite land in the Magic Kingdom. And the Hall of Presidents is a work of art in my opinion it does not include politics unless the audience wants to talk about politics but to me it is history and history is something that everyone can appreciate politics just starts fights but history is history is important and history deserves to be known about So I appreciate the Hall of Presidents, and I also absolutely love the cinematography that was 
used in the film. Right. I like the Hall of Presidents also. Um, it's not on my top five list, but it is um, an important thing for me. And I really like when they announce each and every president um, and how some of them, you know, they all have some sort of function they do, whether it's just to wave or stand up, not or whatever. But it's yeah. really cool to be able to to see them all represented there so so yeah i like the hall of presidents also Mm -hmm. um but number four on my list is the one that you had for number two which is it's a small world and (laughs) you know a lot it's a small world is a love it or hate it kind of ride for a lot of people i don't quite we don't understand the hate part of it but but to each their own their own yeah exactly um as for me we love it and i love it because i love the song i love how it's uplifting i love how it unites us all and reminds us that regardless of where we where we're from we all share this one bond that that we're all human um Mm -hmm. and i like how the song is just an uplifting song that you can sing and sing and sing. And, you know, for me, I never get sick of it. Um, now, I also like, because, it, it, like I said, it brings back a memory. Um, I like how when I was a kid, my grandparents and I would go to the Magic Kingdom and we'd be able to sit at the tables at Pinocchio House. And we'd be able to watch the boats take off and wave to the people on the boats. And I just thought that was so cool. And I still do. (laughs) (laughs) I do, too. Daddy ingrained that in me when first took me into Pinocchio's. Yeah. But, um, But anyway, so it is on my list as well. It's in my top five. It's number four. So, so Sophie. I like it for the color. Yeah. The color is also very pretty. Yeah. And and all the different costumes, all the different areas. And, you know, Mary Blair, if I remember correctly, Mary Blair designed a lot of those, if not all of those costumes. Yes, she did. So. And I think she designed a lot of the backgrounds, too. Maybe. I don't remember exactly, but she had a big hand in that attraction. So, so tell me, Sophie, rounding out your fifth choice, what's your, what's number five on your list? Okay. So when I I first recorded this part, (laughs) when I first recorded this part, I was, I was torn between three different rides. Uh I was torn between Peter Pan the Jungle Cruise, and the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Okay. And at first, I was going to go with Peter Pan. But I asked Daddy his opinion before we recorded, and he said that Peter Pan ought to be higher. I wonder why. (laughs) So, at first I went with that one. But then I changed my mind. And I went for the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. 
So is Jungle Cruise your number five still? Jungle, Jungle Cruise is still my number five because okay. I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And I just really like the skippers. I really like the skippers. I can understand that. And that's, you know, I totally get that. So, so well done. Good choice. I, you know, it, it's one of the, it's one of the best attractions that really involves the cast members. You know, because for a lot of attractions, a cast member is just there to wave you on. Like on It's a Small World, they wave to you or they ask how many people you got in your party and all that. But with the Jungle Cruise, you are totally immersed, you know, in their jokes and their their lines and what they're going to talk about along along the cruise, you know, so... Yep. So it's as much about the skipper as it is about anything else, you know. So, mm-hmm. so good choice. And they do. They make sure to involve you in the, in the, in their conversations and their jokes. Yeah. And that just makes it all the better. You're talking with someone as you're going through the ride, and it's great. Yeah. So, so good choice for that because of that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's not on my top five, but I'll cover over a little bit about what the list looks like on on um, the on the road with Mickey group at the end of this. My top five, my number five is totally off the wall, just like I thought your Enchanted Tiki Room was off script. Well, my number five choice is even more off the script because I went with the. Swiss Family Treehouse, and that's that is sorry, like, Daddy, but that, that's really not off script for you. <laughs> well, that just shows what kind of script I run to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, to me, it is an awesome attraction. It's a walkthrough, of course. You um, you get to climb up your treehouse. You get to see where the beds were. And the cots, and where they had their meals, and where they did this, and where they did that, where the library was, and it was all built into the tree. And um, and I just think it's so cool. And then when you're at the top, you got awesome views to parts of the Magic Kingdom. I've got a picture of Space Mountain from the top of the Swiss Family Treehouse, and it's it's a really cool shot. I really like it. So um, so there's a lot to that treehouse and it's been there since day one you know and and it's just really cool and i i had told this before but if i were ever spending the night in the magic kingdom i would try and um sleep on one of the either the hammocks or a bed or whatever on the swiss family treehouse because that would be so cool to me (laughs) yep Meanwhile, I, depending on how brave I'm feeling, would go either for the Cinderella suite, which is right about here, uh-huh. or I'd go find a bedroom in the Haunted Mansion and see if I last the night. There you go. So anyway, those are our top five, and 
like I was saying, we had our poll. So here's the top five um, in our poll on the in the on the road with Mickey group. Number one, like I said, was the Haunted Mansion with 31 votes. Mm-hmm. Number two was Peter Pan's Flight with 22 votes. So it's quite a bit of difference. Tied for number three is now the Jungle Cruise and the Walt Disney World Railroad. Each of them have 18 votes. So that's three and four. (coughs) Excuse me. Number five is It's a Small World with 16 votes. And Enchanted Tiki Room is number six with 15 votes. Number seven is the Country Bear Jamboree with 11 votes. Number eight is the Hall of Presidents with six votes. Number nine is a tie. It's a four-way tie for number nine (laughs) with the Prince Charming Regal Carousel, Tomorrowland Speedway, Swiss Family Treehouse, and Dumbo. All of them having three votes. So that's, what did I say, 9, 10, 11, 12. And the last one is the Mad Tea Party with two votes. So. so Well, I guess a lot of people have motion sickness. And that's why the Mad Tea Party is so low. That could be. But, um. But anyway, that the first two are not. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. I was saying that the first two are not surprising. It just shows that, well, one of us is better at hyping up our favorite ride than the other is. Yeah, and you know, like I said, would Haunted Mansion be that high if it wasn't the Halloween time period? If if we did this poll again in February, would it still be number one? That is the question. Fair enough. For me, it would be. Well, sure. And probably for all these people that voted, it would still be as well. But who knows? Who knows? Anyway, so that wraps up our feature topic for this week. And I think it's a fun topic. So I'm glad we're able to to get the recording working the way I wanted it to work from the original time. So, Sophie, why don't you tell us about this day in Disney history for October 26th? I would love to. I have four different events that happened on October 26th, three of which happened in the same year, so on the very same day. Okay. And those three, I will go down the list first, starting with... 1997, October 26th, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad aired on the Disney Channel four days after it had been announced that Disney World was going to close the classic Mr. Toad attraction in Fantasyland. Yeah. Yeah. That that wasn't a coincidence, we don't think. Coincidence, I don't think. (laughs) And I bet you it had a ton of viewership. Definitely. I think it did, too. But 
I hope this one doesn't happen at the same time as the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, because this one is also quite interesting. ABC TV's The Wonderful World of Disney aired the movie Tower of Terror for the first time. And for those that do not know, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is a ride in Hollywood Studios. I don't know how you wouldn't know that. But it was the first ride to be based off a movie. Yeah. So it, we we talked about this a few weeks back. And um, Tower of Terror was the very first um, instance where they made a ride after they made a movie. So... So they had the movie, the movie was made, and then they decided it was such a big hit or that it needed to become a ride. And so Tower of Terror is your number one on that slot, which I think is yep. so cool. Tower of Terror, and then followed a lot of other rides that would do the same thing, like the Winnie the Pooh rides. Snow White Scary Adventure, and then there are those select few rides that are made into movies after they were rides, but we already talked about those. Yeah. All right, so what else you got for us for this day in Disney history? The third thing that I want to tell you is also in 1997, where a touring exhibition of design art from the Walt Disney Imagineering Art Imagineering archives called Designing Disney's Theme Parks, the architecture of Re reassurance is displayed at the Walker Arts Center in Minneapolis. Whoa. Mm hmm. I wonder if that ever came to the Museum of Art that we have here in, in North Carolina in Raleigh. I'm not sure. I could probably go look that up after we're done here. Yeah, just curious. And then I've never seen it though, so. Yeah, neither have I. And then, last but not least, in 2000, a year before I was born, Disneyland presented a special nighttime event called Disney Villain Divas Enchanted Evening. It was limited to 500 guests. $150 a person, and the spellbinding event included evening admission to the Disneyland Park, a beverage reception, a festive feast, an opportunity to purchase limited edition villains merchandise, and to meet the creators and artists of the merchandise, as well as a commemorative gift. All right. So... I don't have a Disney Who's Who character or Walt Disney quote this week. Um, so I'm going to skip those two things that we normally have on our show. And I'm going to talk about our charity spotlight. And um, just a reminder that we are focusing on um, from now until the end of the year, we're going to talk about the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue. And... Um, that charity is special to all of us as a family because our two Goldens have come from Noose River Golden Retriever. Our first one was Reagan, and our second one was River. And um, and they do a lot of good work at rescuing Goldens 
and getting them into their forever homes. Um, for the period ending from the beginning of the year um, until September 30 of this year, um, they have adopted out 113 golden retrievers um, into their into their um, into their forever homes. So, so we wanted to spotlight them. Um, if you are interested in learning more about them, you can reach them on the web at goldenrescuenc.org, and they also have a link there if you're interested in donating to them. Um, you know, like I said, we've used them twice, once with Reagan, who was a senior, and we had him for 22 months, and our second time was with our boy River, who we adopted first, we fostered him first, and then adopted him after he was done with his medical treatments. And he is now six. So, so look into them if you're interested. And if you live in the um, North Carolina area, um, check them out. And maybe you can find your forever dog, you know, for your family to add into, into, into your family's life. So, but anyway... That's who we're going to sponsor for the rest of the year. Um, and now, just closing us out, I just wanted to say that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at Tech Solutions NC or on Facebook, um, TechSolutionsNC.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at Mike at PixieVacations.com or on Facebook at PixieVacations by Mike Ellis. Sophie, thank you for helping me out with this and um, and for, for us working through our technical issues this week. It's been somewhat trying. Definitely. <laughs> next Absolutely. Week, yeah, next week we are going to talk about the nighttime things that we can see and do at Disney. Um, and I thought that would be a, a cool thing to to um, talk about because it would air on November 2nd. And that would be just a couple days after the Halloween. Um, Halloween, which is normally a nighttime thing anyway. So... So I thought that would be fun to talk about um, for our next week. Okay? Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, and we will see you on the road. See you on the road. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.